Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Here's your heads up to this podcast. It's not a five-minute quickie. It's not a mad world thingy. It's not really even one of my longer podcasts. It's a massively long podcast. Over 45 minutes or so. But it's got so much in it. I didn't even realise I spoke for that long. till I look back. But it's got something really, really important. That, especially with the process we do in the middle. That could create the difference that we need right now you need right now I think I hope and I needed right yesterday when I did this all from a little journal a line in a journal and a feeling that I had and then it just exploded do have a listen I really hope you enjoy this and I really hope that it has the effect of making you totally aligned totally totally congruent your ultimate vision becomes clearer every day. Have a listen now. Warning. 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 You are entering into the unplugged mind of Paul Clough. Clough. Too late. Personal development unplugged. How are you doing today? How are you doing today? Paul here, Personal Development Unplugged. And you know what? It was yesterday morning. I wrote this in my journal. But the thing is, yesterday, I woke up tired, really tired. I don't know about you. How's your sleeping patterns? Mine seem to be all over the place. And as I began to journal, as I do in the morning, I don't normally go much into emotions, but I asked myself, well, how am I feeling today? Because I didn't feel quite right. And I went into those feelings and tried to get a label. And that label came up as being sorry. Not sorry for me, though, but just sorry and sad. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever woken up and just felt like out of sorts and not quite knowing why or what caused it? And that was what was getting into me, because it was like, don't normally do this in a journal. Why did it come up that morning? Or maybe that feeling was a little bit more prevalent than I thought. And then I did ask myself, well, why is this? Because if I'm not feeling sorry for me, not feeling sad as in, oh, everything's down on me. I just started to try to f- find out that why. I don't know if you've, you may have even had these thoughts as well, I'm sure. And the thought was... What is the effect of what's going on for so many 
obviously it's affecting me. It's affecting you. All this chaos, this mad world thoughts, the fake news. What is the truth? The effect on nearly everybody in this world. And I thought to myself, you know, how will lives be changed? Yeah, there'll be things for the better, I'm sure, because everything we can learn from, at least we ought to bloody well learn. But there's also things for the worse, I think. And that's where I was starting to get get that feeling of sorry. Sad. Sad for this time where, you know, things there are people really suffering right now. And to make it better for that, it's quite difficult. And it's going to be difficult for them. And that's shit. There is opportunities, though. And then I got that feeling. A feeling of frustration came over me. And I wasn't sure, what the hell is this all about? You know, it was sorry, sad, frustrating, and a little bit overwhelming, really. And I've never really got this way in a journal, not that many times anyway. I just wondered, where did this all come from? Maybe it was just a bad night's sleep, but it wasn't. And I started questioning, you know, are we actually going in the right direction? Because I don't know if you, like me, have been listening to all sorts of things that are going on. You know, you've got news, but what is the right news? What is the information, the data? What is the right data? Because you get all these people in the news asking questions or giving statements which have no data. And when you find out the data, they were just statements to try to worry you and and make people fearful. And I think that's, well, I cannot think of anything worse in a, apart from the scammers who take opportunities like that, but there, there isn't that much worse that if you have the ear to people and they are in an emotional state, people take things on uncritically. That is one of the bases, bases? Well, a basis of hypnosis, some would say. Some people go that if you can create an emotion and at the same time put a suggestion in, that suggestion can be taken on uncritically and go straight in. Now, good hypnotherapists do this through good, warm, loving emotions, positive emotions. So get into a positive emotion and then put in not necessarily suggestions, but sort of suggestions to get people to consider that type of suggestion. And then you're open to those new suggestions. But the thing is, in reverse, if you get someone fearful, and that can be an instant thing, can't it? Then that the words that these people say can go in and stay there. I listen to some people and they they go, Oh, this could be like this for the for the for another year now. That's what I heard on the news this morning. And I said, Well, yeah, you probably heard the fake news then, because I don't choose to believe that. And I'm not gonna believe that. Because at worst, the worst thing can ever happen about what's going on now, I guess, is that it must never happen again. We must be able to trust people, do things, communicate, connect, so it never happens again. We must learn something, for Christ's sake. And this is where my frustration was coming in, because I, I didn't know what the truth is. I don't know what the truth is even now, do you? But I thought to myself, you know, what else? Because I'm starting to take on this negative emotion while I'm writing. And I thought, well, if I can take on this negative emotion, and then I start to think of some of the thoughts or some of the things that people have said, maybe they're going to my 
unconscious mind as and taken on uncritically. Now, at the moment, they're not, because every time I hear things like that, they're taken on totally critically. Where's your data? What does that mean? Ask the right question. So I don't take it. I don't listen to it. And I hope you don't too, because there's so much crap out there. People, the news people will get theirs when it, when it happens. I know they will. But anyway, that's beside the point. That's me just being venting, I guess. But I got stuck in this overwhelm of frustration, sadness, feeling sorry, not knowing are we in the right direction? Because I hear, you know, like you're hearing so many different ways that people could be, well, just be the things that they're doing differently. So I asked my journal because I thought this is all getting far too conscious now. I asked my my journal. I said, what would you and I like to add? Now, the you and I, I don't know if I told you this before. I know I have, but maybe I'm, you, didn't listen, you didn't listen to it because you didn't hear it. Maybe it's an episode that you missed. That's what I'm trying to say. You and I is my special name for my unconscious mind. We know who we are. And when I speak to my unconscious mind, I say you and I, which is, when you think about that deeply, it's quite weird because it's all, all interlinked. But that's what I like about it. Because there isn't, to me, just a conscious mind and the unconscious mind. They're two separate beings. There's so much more than that. So I just wrote down, literally, what would you and I like to add? And I was just sitting there for a moment because I like to not try to write. which is quite perverse, really, when you think about it. you're in a journal, Paul, and you're supposed to be writing. But I like it to be spontaneous, as it were. So it's like just having intuition. And I just started writing back to looking outside your window, Paul. Do what you can. And I remember, and I remembered that thing of if you can't deal with the big thing because, you know, you can't affect it, the only way you can affect it is by doing the things closest to home, looking through your window, seeing the people who go past your window. And to me, that was something that's, okay, yeah, yeah, bring me back. Why did I write this before? Because this is this is all like my unconscious mind, I guess, talking to me, and I'm sharing it with you. But sometimes I don't bloody recognise it. It's such a great thing at the time, and I did take it on, but obviously I'd forgotten a little about it, a little bit about it. And frustration, sadness, sorriness. <laughs> but the thing is, when I wrote that down, do what you can do, emphasising the can do. But there was a but, a big but, and I don't normally like buts, because the but always negates everything that came before the but. Oh, I agree with you, but. <laughs> no, you don't at all then, isn't it? But the big but was, and it was a, a positive but, came in my mind. I actually wrote big but in capital, uppercase. Make it like a personal best. What? That's your target, Cluffy. If you're going to look through the window, and do what you can do. You've got to use it as a target. A target to be beaten. And I wrote down, leave nothing on the pitch. That's like a football term. On the mat, in the cage, in the fight, in the gym. Leave nothing there. When you've done, you're done. None of these things where you say, well, I could have done a bit more. Could have done a bit more. If I, if I really wanted to, I could have done a lot more. But I didn't. No, that's not good enough. We have to set our own personal standards. All so this is me setting my own personal standards in my, my little journal, which I want to share with you. It's personal, but I think if it resonates with you, 
either in what I'm saying or maybe get you to consider writing your own journal a bit more. You know, diving a little deeper when the time is right. I don't always dive deep, but this time I did. But as I say, leave nothing on the pitch, the mat, the cage, the fight or in the gym or any other metaphor you can think of. But then I thought to myself, yeah, but you also, Cluffy, have this 80% rule. And it's normally, for me, is when I go to the gym and go training. Because if I train more than 80% of what I can do, I normally hurt my bloody self. So if I can train in the gym at 80-ish percent, I know I can train every day. And it was explained to me that that's the way to keep in the flow state of training. Just keep in that 80%. So it's hard enough to keep you interested, but not too hard that you go, oh, I'm going to give up. But then I thought to myself, okay, I'll go along with the 80% because it has served me well. But this time, my 80% rule is 80% as a bloody minimum until we know the direction we're going. And then, then we start putting our, you know, medal to the pedal, pedal to the medal, that's the way, I never get that one right. But then we start accelerating with that intuitive, massive action. Because you see, sometimes, and I did try to think, well, why would you go back to 80% as a minimum pull? Why don't you just go hell for leather for that personal best and exceed it? Because a personal best has to be beaten, doesn't it? Has to be beaten. Else it wouldn't be, wouldn't be there. That's your target to beat, a personal best, and I can always increase it by 1%. But I thought, what happens if I try to do my best by looking out the window, doing what I can do, and I go 100% straight off the bat? What happens if I'm slightly not considering everything? Maybe I'm too impulsive. Maybe I just hadn't thought things through. I've jumped 10 foot and I've missed out a couple of really important steps. Might be easy steps, but they're important steps. So I thought, yeah, that's a better, better way of doing it, Paul. Start off at your 80% because you're comfortable. You're still, it's hard enough to be really interesting. Not too hard for you to give up, but also gives you the space to become aware of what you're doing. Be aware of where you're going. Be aware of the intention. Be aware of, you know, the results you're looking for. Just to be aware, basically. And once you've got all the places or pieces in, in place for you to start, you don't need to all the pieces, but the right pieces in place. It's like a runway. Then you can start accelerating until you start flying. And then you start, forget about the cruising, we're just going to get personal bests. So I thought, this is sort of making sense. And this is the longest I've written in a journal for ages. Normally I just do one page, but this, this started to keep writing and writing. And I then thought to myself, okay, okay, you and I, you've given me these little bits of intuition, but where do I apply this? You know, it's all right saying, look outside your window. I understand that. But at the moment I look outside my window and there's no fucker there. <laughs> They're all in lockdown. So where can I go? Excuse me, swearing, it just comes sometimes. Hope it doesn't offend you. But the thing is, I thought, where do you apply this, Cluffy? You and I. Tell me. And I thought to myself, I just started to write on the outside. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a flash of the bleeding obvious, really, isn't it? And on the inside, concurrently. We need to be looking into our own window, looking inside us. That's what I wrote, looking inside. Because we have to start with ourselves, don't we? Because if we're not, not aligned, not congruent, what we communicate to other people 
well, they'll get it. They'll get it that it's not congruent. We know they know that we're not um, singing from the true voice and all that stuff. So you have to start with yourself as well as starting on the outside. And I thought, you know, when you look into yourself, what type of areas? And I remember going to a retreat, my only retreat really, and some of the areas we were looking at was in each thing that we would think about would be on the physical side, our body, mental, our mental side, but also our spiritual side, then emotionally. And these, there's another one which I always fail to remember. I don't know what it is. And if you know it, please email me here. Feedback at personaldevelopmentunplugged.com. Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and that other one. And I just say the other one because I hope my unconscious mind can go back and find it for me. And I need to look to each one of those for me. My personal best on each one. Because it's no good me just being totally physically Adonis and Adonis. <laughs> which, <laughs> oh dear, the pictures I made in my mind just then were absolutely crazy. Uh, but you know what I mean? Being, looking after myself physically, but not emotionally. Or maybe spending too much time on the mental side, the learning side, and not looking after my my physicality or my emotions or maybe just my connection. I've called it spirituality. And to me, that can mean whatever you want it to mean. But to me, it's my connection. Connection with something bigger than me and connection with everyone else on a, I don't know, like an invisible connection. What are yours, I wonder? And when you think about looking after yourself, where are you physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and that other one? You know, if you had to draw little legs, would they be all even? I don't think so. I know mine's not. So we need to look at that. So we need to take time, I guess. Take time and become committed to have them aligned. And sometimes just acknowledging that there is elements inside that aren't either totally aligned because things come and bite us on the bum, you know, a lot of it emotionally come and bite us on the bum, things we haven't dealt with. But as long as we're dealing with them, we're committed to deal with them, we're bringing things back into alignment. So then I thought to myself, well, how could you do that? I don't know if you just spoke, spoke, just took a minute to think of looking through a window inside you and you could see yourself physically. How well are you? in your muscles, the cells, the fibres of every part of you? How well are you mentally? I know we call it mental health and that could be emotional, but just mentally, you know, are you stimulated? That's why I look at it. Am I mentally stimulated to learn more? Or have I closed down on various things? You know, and is there areas of my life that I need, not maybe, yeah, need to learn more of or, or could learn more of, which would help me be more, I would say balanced, but more in harmony. That's a better way. I hate the word balance because it means like this or that or flatline but being being in harmony with the rest of my being you know where are you spiritually what what would you define spirituality is for you and where are you on that emotional plane inside you know do you like me got this sadness this this sorriness 
frustration. And I suffer, I know a lot from guilt and I don't even know where it comes from, but I know it's still there. So that's the things I know I've got to work on. But just because you need to work on them doesn't mean to say you can't then do the best you can outside because you're doing both to be aligned. And when you're working on those errors, not errors, get it right, Paul. When you're working on those things that need help, need learnings from, we need to let them go so we can be aligned. That to me is good enough, providing you're trying 100% your personal best to get better, not trying doing. As long as you're doing that, you've got the right intention and people get it. So then I thought, well, let's look. Let's look in a different way. And because I started off this little thing before the but, looking outside your window, do whatever you can do. I looked at that as being something like service, service to other people. Some people call it selfless service, but selfless service always gets stuff back. I can't help but doing it. That's that law of reciprocation. But looking at it from a place of service, doing the best you can, knowing that you're going to be aligned. Then I thought to myself, I know, I know something we could think about. And if you're, you're willing to look at this if, this, if this is meaning something to you, maybe you have to listen to it again or just go away and think about it. But if it has some type of meaning or it has a little bit of resonation, resonation, is that a word? Does it resonate with you just a little bit? Does it just pull on those strings? Maybe you could just consider this. Now, to consider this, you may want to close your eyes. So again, if you're doing this and you do decide to close your eyes, please don't drive. (laughs) I think that's a flash of the bleeding obvious, but don't do anything that needs your attention. But this is, I think, reasonably important to get aligned, congruent with who we are and how we can use it. So I think it's maybe worth the time just to put stuff away for a minute or two. And then just consider this. So maybe you'd like to just pause, get yourself where you have a few minutes that you could be undisturbed, or maybe come back and listen to it now and then come back and do the process. But here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to do it a way that I don't normally do because I just seem to be doing it slightly different, seem to have a better effect. So I wanted you just to close your eyes with me. And as we close our eyes and we breathe gently, breathe easily so we're like coming to our center becoming conscious well conscious mind and unconscious mind not unconscious but coming together so just breathing nice and easy allow your mind to go inside and as you do that just bring to mind your identity who you are but who you are in And with that physicality, your physical body. Who are you? Who do you identify with? Mentally. The things you want to learn. The things you do know. The things you're leaning towards to find out more. Who are you? In this place of spirituality. For me, connecting. Connecting with what I call the integrated field of learning, which to me is like the ethereal field. There's another word for it, and it, it 
it disappears in my mind at the moment, but you can just disappear into it and be connected with everything and everyone. That for me is the spiritual side. Where are you? What does it mean to you at an identity level and emotionally? Where are you at an identity level? And as you do that, just notice as you can just drift down a little bit, holding on to that identity. You can think, think of the things which are really important to you, your values. The things that are so important to you in the area of your physical body. Maybe your diet, maybe your exercise, maybe the way you just look after your body. What's really important to you? You may not be there yet, but it's, it is important to you. You value it. What do you value about your physicality? And what do you value? What's important to you about your mental health, your mental learnings? What comes to mind when you think of that? What's re- what is important? Why is learning important to you? Why is learning so important to you? Your own personal development, being who you really are. Because it links back to your identity, doesn't it? And what's important to you emotionally? What emotions are really important? Now, one may be love. That feeling the emotion of love, true love, pure love. Some may say the only pure emotion. All the rest are a derivative of it. But hey, what's important to you? Maybe there's one or two that just come to mind and you can feel them now. And what are the beliefs you hold about yourself? Maybe about in connection with your body or what you're learning or how you're connected. Oh, your emotions. And that other one, that one that eludes us. Sometimes it's as good as just being, for me, I'm okay. I'm okay. I can go from here because I'm okay. What's your positive beliefs around that? You can have more than one. You can have a set of beliefs. I wonder, from those set of beliefs and values and this identity, what are your skills? What are the skills you have inside? What are the skills that you you can access? What skills have you got? What skills have you learnt? How do you acquire them? What did you acquire? Maybe there's skills that you can use with your body. Maybe there's skills that you use with your mind. Maybe there's skills through that spirituality of yours. What emotions can help those skills? I wonder. And I wonder as you and your unconscious mind just ponder over those, consider those. I wonder if something just bubbles up of the things you would like to learn more of, to do more of. We'll do the do's in a minute. What skills would you like to acquire? 
that would give you pleasure, would maybe help you serve even more. Remember, we're coming from a place of service, but service can be just giving enjoyment to others, sharing with others, sharing of yourself to others. And as you think of that with your identity, your beliefs and values and these wonderful skills, what could you do? What do you do? What can you remember doing that was at the top level of the skills that you have physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally and the other one? What is it? What are they? Not it. What are they? What are the type of things that you just love to do? Because if you love to do them, there's a big value there. There's a huge positive belief. And if you love to do it, you generally have. You've gone and found those skills. You've found the resources to allow you to do that to your best ability. And because you love doing it, you can do more. So how would you like to improve? What would you like to improve in your body, your mind, your spiritual connection? your emotions, and the other one. And knowing all of that, where would you you give this service? Where have you served others? The environment, the places, with the people. And as you just look back at the things that you've done, where you've done them, You might just run your mind through. Where could I do it? What different places could I do the things that I love doing in service to others from a place of, with my physical body, with my mental ability, my spirituality, with my emotions and the other one. And as you think of all those different places and all those different people, because those people are in that environment, They're the things that are affected by you. And as you think of how you and where you affect people and what you do to affect people, begin to notice how your thoughts on your behaviours, the things that you do, can begin to change. Maybe there's a little bit of inspiration. Maybe there's just a little bit of, hmm, I wonder. I wonder what... I could do more of? What could I improve? What new things could I do to help serve these people and in turn serve myself? The law of reciprocation. And as I think of those new behaviours or the extended improved behaviours, maybe you can consider now, unconsciously, those skills. What added skills would you like to learn? What skills do you have that you haven't really used yet? Sometimes we even forget the things that we do with ease, we don't think as a skill because they come so naturally to us because we just do them. What are those things that we don't think as a skill that we could start sharing, teaching, teaching by example, by inspiration? Ordinary people doing extraordinary things, accessing the skills. What skills could you access? that you haven't accessed just yet? What skills could you expand upon, improve upon? And as you think of that, what beliefs come to mind that will allow you to do this? 
What positive sets of beliefs will allow you to do all of this, support you to do this, encourage you to do this? And in those times when we don't quite get the result that we were looking for, what beliefs will help you get around that problem, get through it, above it, to pick yourself up, to be just flexible, to find new things? And how important can that be? Notice your values and your beliefs. How important is this now? And as you think of your beliefs and values, maybe your unconscious mind will begin to bring to mind a symbol, a symbol and feeling of the beliefs and values that you have, which will allow you to access all the skills that you have and find even more, to do the behaviors that you've never dreamed possible, but now you can do them even more in any environment to help so many different people everywhere, anywhere, looking out your window. And your window just gets bigger and the view gets bigger, but starting from home. And as you think of that, think of that identity now, who you are, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and that other one. And as you think of all of this as being you, fully aligned, fully congruent in you, being able to serve others in selfless service, a place of service, however you want to call it. Doing the best you can, exceeding your personal best. Starting from that 80% minimum and going even more, leaving nothing on the pitch, the mat, the cage, the fight, the gym. And I wonder if that symbol now that just makes your unconscious mind remember this is you. Yes, it's going to evolve even more as you learn more. But this is the symbol that represents who you are with all those beliefs and values, those skills, resources, the things you do in any place you do it. And just allow that, that symbol to come into your mind, whether it's a, a picture, a thing, a person. Maybe it's a name, a word. Maybe... It's just that feeling. And somehow it just all meshes and meshes together. And I wonder what that's like. And I wonder from here, this is what I thought. From this place, what would your ultimate vision look like if you could describe it? The ultimate vision for you. What would you see with all of these skills, beliefs, values, behaviors, your identity aligned with that symbol, what would you see? What would you see on the inside? What pictures would you make in your mind? What would you hear? What would that internal voice of yours be like? And what would you feel? What are the feelings you'd feel inside and what are the feelings you would create in others? And that feeling that you would create in others, how would that make you feel again? And what would that allow you to see even more? Maybe your imagination, your insight, inner sight, your inner sense. How would that grow and glow? A smell and taste of success. 
that you could strive to be as a personal best, that you could then strive, strive to be even more every day. And I wonder when you thought of that ultimate vision, what would your intention be? What would your intention be being and coming from this place of alignment, of congruency, of service, knowing that you're always striving, and say striving to beat this? And what would that state be? What would the whole state of you be? Emotionally, physically. And when you take all of this and you start to take it from knowing to doing. No more shoulds and coulds, but to doing better than I could imagine. Doing better than I could ever dream of. And allowing those imaginations, imagineerings and dreams to get bigger and brighter. Because I'm coming from that place of being aligned to both your own personal inspiration and that inspiration that you'll be to others. And when you think of that, now whether this is going to create something that you could write down, I do suggest that we write it down so we can always come back to it to allow it to evolve, take some words out that we don't need, put new words in that really gives us that complete sense with all your senses, all your inner sense. So if you were to now look through that window, that window, that window, whether you have your eyes closed now or open, and you can imagine looking through that window, the window to yourself and the window outside, what plan begins to formulate inside you? What plan could you formulate? And with that plan, commit by scheduling it. To start to work on that 80% and moving it forward from 80% to your personal best. Because this is the time of opportunity, but just saying that, uh, that's intellectual memes, isn't it? But from here, going from knowing from an aligned place to doing better than I could imagine better than I can ever dream of or imagineer and being aligned with my identity, my beliefs, my values my skills, my behaviours doing it everywhere aligned fully congruent I wonder what I could do when I look through the window what does it inspire me to do and what will that inspire others to do and this is to me just one brick but it's one brick in creating a firm foundation of a positively changing world because this starts with you and it starts with me when we put in that one brick with all that emotion, all that intention, all that state, all that congruency, all that alignment in who you really are and that connection, you're putting in one of the most strongest, firmest bricks in your foundation for a positively changing world where you inspire people. 
you allow yourself to be free and give freedom to others. And you make anything that you could imagine totally achievable. And I wonder what that would be. And not only what would that be, will that be? How many bees will that be, if that makes sense? Because it's not just about doing one thing, is it? It's doing lots of things that we... And the thing is, doing it from when we imagine those dreams. Imagineer. And we get that feeling. The feeling of the wish fulfilled. That feeling of actually achieving. Having got that dream now. And then just bringing that feeling back inside us. That's one of those states that will get you to strive to beat your own ultimate vision. And you will beat it day in, day out. And you'll be able to sit back at night and go, fuck me, that was good. That was fucking awesome, Paul. Well, or whoever. And see, I went into it myself. Again, I'm swearing, and I, I apologise if that upsets you, but you get me for who I am now. We've had lots of small, like six and ten minute, mad day podcast episodes, which I think were good for you. Hopefully they're good for you, but they're certainly good for me just to keep keep things up. And we need to get a little bit deeper. We need to start banging out some good stuff. We'll have lots of little bits as well, because we need that little bit of spark, a little bit of things to just rejuvenate or rejuvenate. Yeah, I think so. Re-energize. Little things just to bring things into different different perspectives, I guess. Getting meta views, getting you know, the, that second position, the, the, looking through the eyes of others back at us and what we're doing. Getting advice and that meta view, seeing everything and bringing it back inside us. Using all the skills that we got using hypnosis, I'm going to bring lots of that to us. But I just thought, isn't it weird that morning, yesterday morning, feeling just a little bit sad and sorry and just asking a question suddenly it exploded on the page and then I made some notes and to to go through with you today and that exploded even more because you know whatever you think you are you're more than that which is being able to to beat your personal best but it's having a direction an aim in mind isn't it having goals not necessarily just one goal but having goals small goals big goals medium-sized goals, steps along the way. Each step is a goal, I guess, but all to that ultimate vision. And even if you don't see your ultimate vision in crystal clear clarity, which is sometimes difficult to say, and we say that in hypnosis, you know, seeing with crystal clear clarity. I told it was easy to say. Easy for you to say, not me. But just holding on to that feeling of the ultimate vision, it will get clearer. And as it gets clearer, you can evolve it even more. There you go. That's something to think about. And, well, it made me think, and I'm going to keep thinking about this because it's quite in-depth, I guess. But certainly it's a process that, that we went through will get you into real alignment. And I thank Robert Diltz for, for sharing that with me. Now, I don't think he knew he personally shared it with me, but he did. I picked it up from one of his trainings and also with me and we've changed it and done things, but just play it around with a different thought. But it works. 
It's empowering. So you can always come back to this. I don't know what minute it started. If I can remember it, I'll maybe, if I can put it in the show notes, I will. But if not, you know, it's somewhere around the middle-ish. And I might even put some music towards it when I do some edits so you'll be able to find it again. Easy. But just go back through that, that process to just keep... Well, it's like practice makes permanent, not perfect. But when I say permanent, you're always increasing that permanency. You're making it even better. You're making it bigger, making it brighter, whatever shade or hue you want that makes it feel so good to you. So I do stress that go through that process a few times. And whenever you need to like recharge and know where, you know, when things get a little bit overwhelming, like they did for me, and that's why I think my unconscious mind brought the, brought it out to me to say, well, you know this, Cluffy. You know the process to use. You've used it with other people. You've trained people with it. In fact, we finish off a trainings or out NLP and hypnosis trainings with this or a similar process to this. So people can go and leave us really um, aligned and congruent where they're going with all their skills. So come back and use it to, you know, to realign yourself you know, to help. But then just think about those things about what am I thinking about on my, about my physical body, my mental health, my mental learnings, my spirituality, my emotions, and the other one, which I will try to remember one day. But anyway, it's all here for you. It's, I don't know how long this has been, but I think I've been talking for some time. So I might have to have a little lay down. Enjoy with all my heart. And then please enjoy with every heartbeat that you have too. And let's make this world a different place from all the stuff that's gone on. This is an opportunity. We have to take the opportunity. Whatever opportunity is here for us, we have to get it and make it bigger. Because that is who you are. I know it. And even what you think you are, you're even more than that. You know that. I know that. I believe in you. Have more fun than you can stand with this. And please do do share this. I'm going to do a little bit at the end, but do share this with as many people as you could, if you would. Share the podcast, Personal Development Unplugged Podcast. Old Cluffy, just tell them to search for Paul Clough or the Unplugged Podcast, maybe this episode. And do, if you would, just leave a review anywhere, even on a piece of paper on a wall somewhere. No, <laughs> on one of the platforms you, the platform you listen to this podcast. If you could do that, that would be awesome. And make sure you subscribe so you get however many we do in a week or a day or whatever. You get each one. And then listen to them at your leisure. Anyway, have more fun than you can stand, as I said before. And I wonder, having spoken to you, the unconscious mind, how will you surprise their conscious mind by feeling happy for no reason? That's right. Bye now. Before you go, my friend, I'd like to ask you a question. Did you learn something from this, this episode? Hope you did, because even though every episode may not be the one that really floats your boat, sets you, you know, alight, hopefully there's a takeaway in each and every episode for you. And I'd love to know what it was. So please do email me at feedback at personaldevelopment.com unplugged.com it's a personal email to me I'd love to know so we can carry on doing this work that will allow you to exceed your dreams 
And what's the payment for this? Payment, Claffy? What are you talking about payment? I thought it was free. Well, it's like, pay it forward. And if you could pay this forward in two ways, or maybe three. First way is, please share it. Share this podcast with as many people as you could. And you can. It's very easy. Just press that share button. Send it off by email to them. You'd love to... This is something you might like, mighty, mighty, I'll get that right, Paul. Something you might enjoy. And hey, if you could, a real big pay it forward to me is, wherever you're getting this podcast, is it iTunes, CastBox, or Stitcher, or whichever you're getting it from, Google Play, I don't know, would you please just leave a review? Because the review really helps people find this, this podcast. There's thousands out there, and we want to, or I want to direct people to this podcast. And the way to do it is by reviews. So if you could do that, if you could share, you could do that. And also just make sure that you're subscribed so you get this episode and every other episode on a Wednesday and a Saturday. If you could do all of that, my little heart will sing. And if you want me to sing, well, You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Enjoy. But please do. Do all of that. Make my heart sing. Bye-bye now. Paul Clough. It's time to fly on your own. Be brave, my friend. Personal Development Unplugged.